Welcome, Pewter Report readers, listeners, and viewers to another edition of the Pewter Report Podcast. Energized Celsius. I'm John Ledyard from PewterReport.com. Casey Hudson, also of PewterReport.com, is with me today on the show. And JC Allen will be joining us in a little bit. Rumor has it. We'll see. <laughs> JC's being a little bit tardy lately, Casey. I think he's getting a little bit of the big time syndrome and thinks he's too good for the show. Doesn't have to show up on time. I know. Complimentary mock draft and the guy's feeling it. Now we're I mean, proud of him. <laughs> this is this is his thing. Like this we're seven round mock drafting for the Bucks today. As soon as he heard that, he said he'd do anything to be on this show. Literally. He might show up on the show while he's driving home. Like that's how much this guy is ready to be on this show today. And I'm ready too, Casey. This is going to be fun. We're uh, two weeks from the draft officially today, two weeks from the first round of the draft. And man, there's still a lot up in the air. Obviously, uh, Rob Gronkowski and Dominic Sue, that's going to, it might stay that way going up to the draft where we're not totally sure of the Bucks' final complete roster. But right now, it seems like we have kind of narrowed down some of their needs. And honestly, their visits have given away a lot of those needs as well. Uh, they've had brought in a lot of tight ends, brought in a lot of running backs. We know that there could be looking on the offensive line. They could be looking in the defensive line. You know, so there's a lot up in the air, uh, some up in the air. But for the most part, we kind of know where this team is zeroing in with the exception of maybe a few positions. So we're going to give our hand at it today. We're going to go into a seven-round mock draft for the Bucks. We're going to make all six of their current picks. We might even make some <laughs> trades. We might get some proposals. We're going to use a simulator. It's going to be a little bit of a different show, but I'm excited for it. Oh, I'm psyched. But it's funny because I think that's the most exciting but stressful part of the draft is there's so much change on the on the drop of a dime. I know that probably mm. where we all started on the draft board before free agency changed it. And even now, because all the players that they keep hosting at Bucks facility keeps freaking me out. I'm like, what are we doing now yeah. when it comes to the second or the third round of the draft? Because it's not what I initially had planned. So you got to be got to be agile with these drafts here. It's crazy. It's so true. Like things change in an instant. I was looking back at some of my articles right after the combine. It was like, oh, the Bucks are, you know, zeroing in on all the offensive linemen in this class. They're going to hit it hard, you know. And now it's like, okay, they brought in a bunch of people. They traded for Shaq Mason. Fred Johnson's on board. They brought back Stinney. They brought back Jensen. And at the time, right. all that was up in the air, slash an unknown. And so it was just, you know, our pet, Kappa, Jensen, they're all gone. Like, what is this team going to do? And now we wouldn't be surprised if they don't draft one at all really so yeah. um it's, it's yeah it's really it, a lot changes in a little bit of time um for sure uh big mgm asks if uh, y'all heard about kyler yeah it doesn't seem like the cardinals have made an offer to him apparently he and his agent are kind of pulling whatever offer they had put out there because the team hasn't responded i don't think he's going to get traded but if the situation, yeah not not anytime soon anyway but if it gets into the yeah. season We'll see how serious he is about this stuff. But Kyler has always prioritized his own situation above. And I'm not even saying this is wrong. Players got to make these decisions for themselves. But he has always been first priority Kyler Murray. And at some point, does that rub the Arizona Cardinals wrong? Or do they feel like if we take care of him, he's going to go all in for the team? It's just an interesting development for another playoff team. In the NFC. Oh, it is. And the hard part is like, melt, like call me dramatic, but I think like after what – um, Rogers pulled with the Packers. That just kind of gave players mm -hmm. a leg to negotiate on a little, a little dramatically, a little further. So who knows? I mean, at this point, players want to get paid so much. Um, not saying that they don't deserve it, but it's mm -hmm. just like the tactics have hit a whole nother level. So yeah, I mean, the thing with Kyler is that 
a lot of people love his style of play and what he brought to the Cardinals. A lot of people really didn't. So I just don't know how much of a leg he'll have to stand on with trying to negotiate any kind of large contract, if you will. I don't either. And this guy hasn't done anything in the playoffs yet. This stuff matters to teams. I'm not, mm-hmm. I get it. Kyler Murray's, you know, top 14, maybe higher quarterback in the NFL. I'm not looking at the list in front of me right now. Like, and that's probably safe to say he's going to be in the top half range of quarterbacks in the NFL. And so, yeah, like eventually we just saw with Derek Carr, teams probably <laughs> shouldn't roll the dice on trying to get better than that. Like they should try to maximize. Derek Carr gave him more money, more time. Yeah. Oh. yeah, more money, more time for top 12 quarterback, probably in the league in his best years and a top 18 quarterback in his worst years. You know, you kind of know what he is at this point. And you know, the odds of rolling the dice, and getting something better are just mathematically obviously low, but – yeah. Uh, I just don't know whether you want to do that if you're the Cardinals. Do you really want to take that chance at the game's most important position? And get credit to Kyler if he knows that. You know, he knows he knows exactly the situation he's putting them in. Um, yeah. So you know, fans are going to have different opinions about it. Analysts are going to have different opinions about it. I try to stay out of situations like that where there's you know some nuance involved that I just don't have insight into. I don't cover the Cardinals. I don't know Kyler Murray personally, but obviously from the outside, this is clearly a situation where like they would love to maximize this window of him not making that much money as on a rookie deal, even though he's an I said that much money, you know, comparatively to what he will make. Right. Um, and he would obviously like to be paid now before he's proven anything in the playoffs and before he's gotten hurt. So um, it's, uh, it's going to be a face off. I, it, we haven't seen anything like this really this early in the career, Casey. It's pretty. Yeah. That was the other thing that was wild. It, when I saw the notification pop up, I was like, wait a minute, how old is this kid? Cause it just yeah. made me think that he just pulled a, a pretty veteran move. Nice, quick and early. <laughs> The lighting, you guys are kidding about the lighting. No, I think he's serious. <laughs> I think it's it's the background. Like I have so a neon angry. sign like radiating over my head, and it it's I don't know what it's doing. I don't love hey. it, but thank you so much. <laughs> Look, this is what Casey does. People don't even know, but Casey just <laughs> while she's get, getting all these people healthy and getting them all strong and everything like that in the cycling classes, she's jumping in here as well and and doing the podcast and wherever she is, whatever it takes. Am. Jumping in and getting it done. So yes, Ted. I've taken Peter to cycling. Over. I've taken Peter to church. I've taken Peter outside of coffee shops. Church. <laughs> the church one was the best. I think Scott was so irritated because he had to keep muting me in between because you just hear a bunch of stuff going on in the background. <laughs> yeah, the church one I was on with you one too for a pregame. And I remember yeah. they started leading the gospel song like <laughs> early on. <laughs> and I can't hear because I had on the um, noise canceling headphones. Right. And then I hear, I see you guys reacting to it. And that was, that was funny, but that just shows yeah. how much I love you guys. I just, that's right. Yeah. Do whatever you got to do to bring Take the content whatever. to the people. I love it. Uh, <laughs> okay. We're about to get underway with this JC. I guess he's just tardy and he's just not going to make it uh, for this mock. It's going to be a shame. We're going to have to make this first round pick with Adam Casey. And I really <laughs> hope we pick, somebody who's going to piss him off when he gets on the show because you know me oh no he's trying to show up from his car but i'm not no we can't don't let him in we can't bring him into the show while he's in his car too much background noise it's quality (laughs) we care about quality jc we care about quality let us know when you're settled in and you can join (laughs) us on this mock let me bring this up uh actually before i do let's give a shout out to our sponsor our sponsors we Every show, Casey Celsius, is a title sponsor of the Peter Report podcast. All our episodes of the Peter Report podcast. I'm rocking the wild berry today, and I I needed a little bit today. Woke up with a little bit of a little bit of a headache going today, so I need this wild berry. Mm -hmm. But this is essential energy, accelerates your metabolism, it burns body fat. There's no sugar, and a bunch of awesome flavors too. So lots of different ways to get Celsius. Casey, what are you drinking there? 
Oh my gosh, today's the watermelon, but you know what my kick oh. has become lately? The sparkling grapefruit. I did not think I would like it, and I love it. Mm. It's okay. subtle. It's very subtle, but all right, guys, I'm on Celsius number two, and we know how dangerous that gets, but <laughs> this is your <laughs> Once I wrap up the podcast with you guys, then it's it, I switch gears from NFL to NHL, so I have to be up right. until like one tonight. That's right. Yes, Hi, lightning, Emily. big game. Yes, absolutely. No question. So um celsius man you can find it at stores near you if you go to celsius.com and you can use the store locator check it out um see where they're selling them lots of new flavors out there right now that are getting rave reviews and recommendations that i'm gonna have to try myself here pretty soon so make sure you're checking out all those things at celsius.com or do the amazon subscribe and save option and get those coming uh right to your door with regularity as well that's a, a great way to do it too uh it's a gonna be an eventful draft here for the bucks casey because there's a lot up in the air, and there's new dynamics, obviously. The new head coach and GM dynamic between Todd Bowles and, and Jason Light. What will that relationship be like, and how much insight and input will Todd Bowles have in the draft? That's something we really don't know at this point yet. It doesn't seem like it's going to be huge this year, but moving forward, will it be huge? Will there be certain players or picks or types of players that they focus on because of him? Will there be a priority on defense, especially with the first-round pick? Where he'll probably want the most say and input. And as the draft goes on, he'll probably, you know, seed to to evaluators who have spent more time on the on the deeper parts of the class than he has. But I do think in the first round there might be some say that Todd Bulls has in this. So I'm I'm fascinated to see how it all unpacks itself, especially given what Bruce Arians' role is supposedly centered around the draft as well. I know, because like now he's more in that that consultant role, if you will. But it's funny because the coincidence of it all is as the the draft potential has shifted over the last couple of months instead of having like you mentioned earlier reaching for that offensive line guy or you know continuing to load up offensively the dynamic has changed where it seems like their priority is on defense and people would think oh now you have a defensive minded head coach so that's what you're going to do i think that that's the direction it's going in regardless of todd bowles being the head coach or bruce arians mm -hmm. being the head coach so and it's going to be interesting to see how that pans out. And I think that will give Bulls more of a say in this draft early off, right out the gate, because mm -hmm. with that, with that priority kind of shifting, he is the kind of guy to, you know, see the potential of what is going to add and contribute early on or right away to the Bucks defense. Right. There is definitely going to be an element of which that first round pick has the potential to, I'm not saying will, but look at Tristan Wirfs on the way to the Super Bowl. That was a huge contributing factor. Joe Trinchink at times last year, that first round pick, even at 27 really has the ability to play a massive role in mm -hmm. how the season unfolds, if he can stay healthy. So yeah, what that ends up looking like going to be huge. Emily says, hi, hello, Emily. And to everybody in the chat done. jumping in here and joining us. Uh, we appreciate it. If you can hit the like, hit the thumbs up button for us. Uh, boost our YouTube SEO, bring more people into the chat, share the link, whatever you can do to help uh, grow Peter Report. You guys have been doing awesome. We are up over 8,000 and now closing in on 8,100 subscribers. And so we are moving our way toward 9,000. Nice. Uh, it's pretty exciting stuff for sure. Let's get to the super chat before we start the mock. Uh, Lawrence says with the $5 super chat, thank you, Lawrence. I need Daxon Hill to be pick one. He is a younger Logan Ryan, better slot than SMB. I would take him over Wyatt. Wow. Resign Sue. Interesting. Daxon Hill does have his fans out there for sure. I've seen some of him, not a ton of him. Um, mm -hmm. I do think it's interesting, and this goes in with this question from Vortex. 
Do you think the Bucs would value a player like Jalen Petrie? Really like him, and he could really help us get better at defending the run while in the nickel. It's interesting that people are still asking for nickels. Um, right. I don't think it's such a horrible idea, but the, the team has kind of gone the last couple of years without even a true nickel, really. And now mm-hmm. they have two, basically. I mean, well, they have Logan Ryan, and then they would assume you know, they feel still feel somewhat comfortable with Sean Murphy bunting, at least as the backup nickel in that situation, or the emergency nickel if Ryan can't go. Still want a nickel, Casey? Are you good at this position? Do you feel like Ryan has it covered, or do you would you like to see them draft a, somebody that's going to be around long term? Dream versus reality. It would be nice. We know that we know that this defense likes versatile players, regardless, because depending on the scheme and depending on the team, you know, the opponent, they want to be able to switch things around. Clearly, there's faith left in in SMB, so I just I feel like it would almost be a wasted pick to try to specifically add to that nickel position versus kind of. Um, focusing elsewhere but in my opinion i think unless i think in general you can't rely on 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 smb he just really hasn't shown that he could be relied on uh, consistently if you yeah. will so yeah. i would want somebody who can come in there light a fire underneath him for one learn early on for two and maybe end up taking over that position midway through the season if not entirely next season so i wouldn't mind picking up um, a guy like that, but I didn't love him at Senior Bowl. Petrie, yeah, he was okay. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it was just kind of like, huh. Mm-hmm. So you it wasn't like he went out there and he was getting first round hype, late first round hype, and yeah. he didn't go out and look like a first round player during the week. No. In my opinion, he was fine. No. He was, he was. Yeah, solid. he was just eh. So and he's uh, a gamer, and when the lights go on, I think he does tend to make some more plays but a lot of his plays are you know working top down of the ball shallow underneath zones stuff the bucks would ask him to do but he'd be good right. run defender makes plays in the flat tackler you know that kind of stuff but he's not necessarily that's the thing with petrie he doesn't have any experience playing deep safety so if you projected him to a safety role you know even if it's just box safety well they're only in the box you know jordan white is still playing deep for 200 yeah. 300 snaps a year like that you have to be able to do both because you never know when the rotation's coming or, or on a given snap. You can't just be a box safety. Yeah. We call him that, but it doesn't mean it's the only place they play. Just like we call Winfield a free safety, but he's tech, you know, he blitz off the edge too. Like a lot of different things. Yeah. So yeah, that's the part with Petrie you're not getting. And with Daxon Hill, there's a little bit more of that experience, but he's still probably a slot uh, in the NFL, yeah. in my opinion. Scott said the Bucks see him as a safety. Some teams call their slot safeties, and that's how they see them. So. We'll see. I, I don't know. Daxon Hill is more interesting to me than Petrie for the Bucks. Right. I agree. Just because Petrie hasn't played safety. So. Yeah. And just anyone, I don't, I don't think that this defense is really that attracted to someone who comes off a lot more one dimensional, but you know, great coaching staff. I, if somebody's coachable and I very much have hope of their capability, but Petrie just didn't really stand out to me like that. Right. Okay. Let's get started on this mock draft. We are using the pro football focus simulator. I love this simulator. The simulator doing that in my early on, but PFF has updated theirs and kept stayed on top of it. So I really enjoy the simulator, and I think that there's a lot of information available to you on it as well, which comes in handy if you don't necessarily know every prospect in the draft. So we might use it. We get into the round sevens here. I mean, I'm not quite as on top of it as I used to be with the draft. <laughs> okay, so I just I don't have quite the same amount of time. But here, well, let's start this. Track. You do everything, right. so <laughs> a little bit of everything. Anyway, so. <laughs> We're rolling through simulating the first 26 picks in the draft. And then whatever it spits out, we've got a draft from. So here we are. Traylon Burks just went off the board. Let's check some of the picks. Devontae Wyatt is off the board and Zion Johnson. So these three picks right before where the Bucs are at, Casey, those might be the top three players 
on the board for Bucks fans. So JC's already go mad. To, that's right. Gotta <laughs> go to some plan B's, some plan C's with Devontae Wyatt and Burks and Zion Johnson coming off the board right in front of this pick. Okay. Yeah, Chris Olave's off the board as well, just scanning through, making sure Jordan Davis for I know some I saw Jordan Davis love her comment uh show up at some point drake london so all right so let's see what we have let's check the different positions. here's the per pffs board the top players that are available are bernard raymond that's not going to be a buck sam howell david ajabo injured lewis scene looks promising here that could be an option for the bucks boy mafe we've talked about daxton hill is here as well for people who are interested in him jaquan brisker travis jones is here i know scott's gone that direction um, I don't know if the Bucks will. Kenyon Green is around as well. This is a tough one. There's there's no pick that jumps out at me. I mean, I know you're probably going to say, wait, where's Christian Watson? I'm <laughs> you saw me get quiet and really focused. Um, like, where is he? Right, he's down right. there, but he's in the 70s for PFF's board, I believe. I don't hate that because wow. the mock drafts that I have been researching, people have epically tried my life. Do not tell me <laughs> that Christian Watson is going to the Jets with a fourth round pick. I will flip laptops. <laughs> with a fourth round pick, that would be a big fall. The Jets, like yeah, I don't expect come on. that. I'm yeah. a fan, but people stop it. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, that would be shocking to me. That's crazy. Um, here's yeah. Christian Watson's profile a little bit. Um, he is a little more athlete than receiver probably at this point, but there's so much upside there. I mean. There are still some good receivers here, but I don't know if there's anybody that I don't see Sky Moore or Jahan Dotson as box fits, and I don't think they'll roll the dice on somebody who's been as injury prone as Pickens. Um, no, not when you have the roster they yeah, have. I don't think I see a wide receiver here. Well, I mean, are we are we looking at defensive back? Is that where I this thing's at? I personally would like a lineman, a D lineman. Hmm, let's see what's available. Travis Jones is out there. He's probably the only one in this range of the draft that – you would think they would take. Yeah, here's this top safeties and D lineman available. Lewis Seen is here. Jaquan Brisker is here. Travis Jones is here. Logan Hall is here. Those are the top D linemen that the Bucks might take, or probably those two. Okay. I don't know, Casey. If if it's me and you're asking me to be honest here, and I'm thinking like the Bucks here, we're not necessarily doing what we would do, but that factors mm -hmm. in. I think Lewis Seen would be this pick. Like there is no safety, you know, you don't have Mike Edwards after this year, potentially. You don't have Logan Ryan. You don't have Keanu Neal. You have no long-term solution at safety. And um, Keanu Neal's been hurt in his career. Logan Ryan is older and probably going to play mostly in the slot. You would love Neal to be an option at strong safety to start the season if Seen isn't ready. But you could easily see Seen taking over by the end of the season. Neal factoring in on a rotation maybe, but Seen playing that strong safety role with a guy like Winfield next to him. I think their skill sets together – or perfect combination scene is big, physical, fast. Yeah. I think he's a Bucks fit. To me, if the board fell this way, I don't see any other player on the board that's kind of close to what scene offers, in my opinion. I definitely agree, especially because people have heard me say it on the podcast a hundred times. I would love a little bit more speed in that secondary. So um, I do like scene's ability to pick up pace. I do like his ability to be more explosive. I do like the fact that he seems like he'll get some tackles out there because we need tackling. Yeah. My goodness. Um, but you think they would take a, a safety over a cornerback? Like if it really came down to the two positions first round? That's a good question. Let's look at the top corners. No reason to rush. A lot of people saying trade down. A lot of people saying trade back. Everybody wants it. We're Let's not see. trading down. <laughs> We're we not doing it. It's potentially <laughs> on the board. Luke Eastling says Christian Watson is top 40. 
he's going top 40. I think he's me. I don't know if he means he's top 40 on his board or going top 40 or maybe both, but he's right, no so top 40 off. as in the bucks are grabbing him at 27. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you're saying? Luke? <laughs> tell us if you know something, Please. tell us. Luke. If you um, know anything, let's look at corner. Okay. Corner. Kyer Elam is here. Jalen like Petrie is here. We've talked a little bit about him. Daxton Hill is here. Mm-hmm. Roger McCurry is not going to go in the first. Year. You can see he's 54 mm-hmm. on the board here. So we are getting down here a little bit. Kyler Gordon's interesting. Didn't test like people thought he would. And so the stock has kind of been in limbo. He was a guy a lot of people thought would jump up boards. And then it hasn't happened. But I, you know, the Bucks have a first round guy. Yeah, we don't know of much interest there. It seems like most of these corners that are left are guys that they would take later in the draft, maybe. Yeah. Other than maybe a Daxton Hill, who they have shown a little bit of interest in. So he's a possibility. But he's a slot only, and he's you know he might be a safety for the Bucks. They said, and and probably wouldn't be a strong safety, I would guess. So yeah, I don't so know. I think you're right about that opportunity with with grabbing. Should we see what our trade options are? Yes, just right. in I case. I don't I want guess. to be here all day necessarily on this. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's saying trade. No. a lot of people want to trade back. A lot of people want Lewis Seen. What do you want, Seen or trade back? Oh, Luke says passing on Kenyon Green would be a huge yike. So he's a big Kenyon Green fan here. Wow. I am not as big a fan of Kenyon Green, but I can see the upside. Problem is they have a lot of guards they want to develop right now. And mm-hmm. do they want another one in there? You know, to me, Green is great traits. I think he needs a lot of polish, um, a little bit sloppy with technique, and his body might need some time. Luke also likes Kyer Elam here. I like I'm, him. I'm still working my way through corners. Scott said he's a really bad tackler, and that might deter the box given how much they value physicality and run defense in their corners. I don't know. Let's check the trades. <laughs> I I, uh, I do think Kyrie Elam could be an option for them there as well. Um, so Luke wants Kenyon Green. He's a big Kenyon Green guy. I see other people in the chat, uh, not as big a Kenyon Green people. Um, some people are. They're, they're kind of all over the place with some Kenyon Green. Let's see what the trade options here. Okay, the Bears – are apparently in here uh, to to accept to, for a trade. That's a possibility. Um, we'd have to propose something. It looks like we don't have like any offer on the table right now. So I don't love the idea of trading. I just think scenes a beast. I yeah. I do. Maybe it's. I know either way they do need to add to their secondary. So I mean, like you said earlier, the first round has produced in one way or another. So I don't see the point in trading when you could potentially add. Oh, <laughs> Look, if somebody yeah. comes in and does 10% better than SMB, I am happy. Yeah. I the mean, the world will be happy. The world would be happy. And if it's if it's seen and it's Winfield in the secondary with Ryan in the slot and Neil's your backup and Neil and Edwards are your backup safeties, mm-hmm. like that's a much improved secondary with Carlton Already. Davis and hopefully an improving Jamel Bean. Yeah. I don't know. Let's go, Lewis Seen. Again, remember, Todd can have more in the first <laughs> round pick than in the other picks. And this is the guy that took Jamal Adams and. Marcus May in the same draft. Remember, he had a big input on that, especially in drafting May, even after they'd taken a safety. That was a big call by him. So Christian Watson is off the board to pick 51. Wow. Um, so he did go a little later. So we are at pick 60 now, and hopefully the chat is not totally furious with us for drafting Lewis Seen. Some people like him. Seen does have some good supply and demand, wants to know, can Seen cover cup? Okay. I can see this. This Fair is question. let's let's talk about this. Scene has shown some man coverage ability in the slot for sure. He's not mm-hmm. as doing a ton of it, but there's a couple games. The national championship against Alabama, you see a couple reps. I think it's Tennessee game. I want to say I could be remembering that wrong. Where he has a couple other good reps in the slot. Um, 
So there's some games, yes, where you see it. It doesn't mean he covered Cooper Cup, though. Let's not get I was crazy. about to say <laughs> he's got a good explosiveness to him. So he he starts off pretty, pretty quick, pretty strong. But the hard part with covering a guy like Cooper Cup is like you gotta be able to go the distance because if you gas after you know 10 seconds of chasing this guy or marking this guy. And then he just takes off on you in that last and that last leg there. That's the problem with covering yeah. Cooper Cup. Right. That, I just there's so yeah. that would be <laughs> tough for a rookie. I mean, I'm not asking him to step in and cover the best you know slot guy in the league right away, but yeah, uh, you're one. Yeah, that year one, that's a ton to ask. Uh, Devontae says Whitehead uh 2.0 equals scene. Yes, but I think with more athleticism and upside, more athleticism for sure, way faster, way more explosive player. And way bigger player, and just in general, there's more upside to me with Seen uh, mm -hmm. than there is with Whitehead. Um, although Whitehead grew into his role and was very good at what he was asked to do, and it's possible Seen would not be as good at him in that role right away. But I do think long term, you are talking about a guy with a good amount of upside there uh, in, in Seen, um, which you know I, I think I think that's important here too. Uh, Mark said, as uh, y'all have said, this is a weak class. Do you feel like this is an isolated situation or are college players? just not as ready to enter the NFL as a whole. No, I think this is just a situation, right? Like I just think this class – I wouldn't even say it's a weak class. It's just not great at the top of the class. That's how I – I just don't think it's been buzzing as much as some draft classes. Here's my thing on it, and I'm happy for anyone to disagree, but the reality of it is like I even kind of lost interest in college football for a second with how they kept switching up the schedule and teams were able to just bow out or yeah. they were only playing within conference. All of the COVID mess – really mm. just kind of changed their workout routine, how many games they were playing, how much time they had to really develop. Guys that were on a good trajectory in 2019 kind of fell off or maybe had an explosive comeback or really kind of marked the scene this past season. So I think the last two years have just caused a bit of chaos to where it, they, the draft class lost steam. Uh, college football kind of lost a little bit of steam, unless you're a dedicated fan that just loves football and loves college football because you know of the grit and the grind of it i would just keep it i would just say it's isolated i think next year will be a whole nother thing i think yeah. teams will get back to a normality this season and the excitement as well as the growth will kind of come yeah. back to what it was before 2019 old class too i mean old class like this yeah almost everybody class older. i mean JC Allen. guys stayed back yeah. oh yeah a lot of guys stayed back yeah and so that's a thrown off the class a good bit too jc what's up my man you're in the chat you are on the screen live your reactions kind of, kind of disappointed in y'all kind of disappointed uh, okay, I mean, sir, seems don't show up play. late and give us instructions uh, yeah, you know exactly. you know what uh, it, it's you're right you're right you know i already allen over here no i'm kidding if it wasn't i gotta been. work too you know if i could ride a bicycle i would you know i'm just not in that physically fit shape as you go on casey all right so uh, but no, I mean, Lewisine's fine. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a, a terrible pick by any means. Obviously, I think he's going to be on the Bucks' radar. You have guys on one-year deals. He's got some great versatility. He's, he's a hard-hitting safety. Uh, I'm not upset with it. I would have taken the trade down with the with the Chicago Bears, especially after seeing how the board fell. You know, Jaquan Brisker went right before the the Bears pick. Travis Jones right after the after that pick. Maybe you had a shot at one of those two guys there at 40, and, and he would have recouped some draft picks. I don't know what the offer was. It was a fourth or a fifth round pick, but well, it wasn't an offer. It was like we could make an offer. I think yeah. that's how it shows it. Yeah. Know. So I mean, There's a lot of negotiating. You know, I think. Yeah, I I think. Bridging that gap from 133 to 241 is something that they're really going to want to do. And when you get down to 27, 
and those guys aren't there anymore and you're looking at the board like, ah, oh, we could go here, we could go here. I think the phones might be ringing. One team, you know, Atlanta, Seattle, teams that might want to come up and get that fifth-year option on a quarterback. I think those could be potential trade scenarios. But, you know, I, like I said, I'm fine with seeing. I'm excited to see what's here at pick uh, 60 here in the second round. Yeah, um, this really gets tricky, right? Um, yeah. I don't. I think probable focus is totally off on the needs here. Um, guard, center, D-line. Maybe they just haven't updated those since free agency. I don't know. But yeah, I don't think it's a little weird. Yeah, we wouldn't obviously expect them to draft a center. And if they can't get one of the premier guards, which in Luke's opinion, you know, he was, he was saying maybe Kenyon Green is one of those guys. Now Kenyon Green's off the board. I still think they could draft a guard in this class. We'll see. Yeah, uh, I think right here would be a good pick. pick. Yeah, there's some options at guard. I looked at wide receiver. I don't know if there's anybody necessarily here that wide receiver that they would take. I don't know the wide receiver if they can't get a premier guy is super high on their board. At tight end, there are some options here. But I don't think the guys that are most likely to be drafted in this range are really fits for the Bucs. Like Greg Dulcich is is very good tight end in my opinion, but the Bucs like would Rucker. not. I don't like their rankings either. Calcaterra as you know the fifth not tight, go this tight end time, in, the, in the draft. I just I right, but the value doesn't seem to be here at tight end. I also like Rocker Casey. I believe that for the Bucs, he's the best tight end yeah. on the board. I was I enjoyed watching his tape. I mean, to yeah. be six five two fifty two, that's so promising to start off in the NFL. And if you get to learn from a guy like, like Gronk, amazing. If you don't, I just think that he has such an upside potential to to fitting in with the Bucks. So um, right. he ended up <laughs> he ended up being better, in my opinion, than, than McBride. I know that there's a lot of hype around him, but I just see way more potential. Right, I agree. Then, um, that's and that's where we're at in this part of the draft, right? It, you know, even in the first round, in the first round, it's like you've got very few picks where you're like, oh yeah, this is a sure pick, this is a safe mm-hmm. pick. It's all about projection at this point from the second round, at late first round, really on. And, you know, that's one of the things you look at production versus projection. And I know you and John are very high on Ruckert's projection compared to McBride's production. So it's balancing those two things out, and especially scheme yeah. fit. Is, that could be a killer for anybody. Absolutely. This may be where the trade down is a good idea, JC. I think it might be more in this range that the Bucks start to consider trade down opportunities. You know, not maybe the first round, but maybe the second, because McBride is off the board in front of them here. Logan Hall is off the board in front of them. Those are players I believe Christian Watson that they might have gone for in the with the second round pick. But even some of the running backs, you know, the top got Brees Hall, you know, and not that they would draft one here, but this that may be something they have their eye on if they add a pick, you know, that they could draft one there. And tight end too, it seems like maybe they would be looking at more of a later pick to draft for the tight end. I know you wanted to look at the offensive line class. I do think that I'm not saying we will do it, but I'm saying I Dylan Parham, I think makes sense for the bucks to some degree. Like he's a player that it wouldn't shock me if they drafted and we haven't talked a lot about him, but it seems like that's a player that could make sense for them. I know you're big on Cole strange. Maybe this is a little bit early. Maybe he's more of an end of the third round or maybe they add something and they have ability to move up to get, you know, there's a lot of possibilities here but does this seem like a trade down area for y'all yeah i mean we haven't really heard much rumors or murmurs or anything about dylan parham i do think he'd be a great fit though you know he's one of those versatile linemen played tackle kicked inside now you know projects to be a really strong guard in the nfl i I like him there but i still looking at that you got jamari uh sailor who could who could kick in the guard you got cole strange there's still some prospects there that I think you might be able to trade back and still grab one of those guys. I think you're right. You know, with Logan Hall, with with Trey McBride, and and with Christian Watson off the board, this is where we can start to figure out, okay, what's it going to cost to trade back? How far back do we want to go? And can we recoup a pick that will, you know, 
stretch that gap for us. Yeah. Right. Um, Some people like Perry on Winfrey here. There's a couple people. Yeah. Wyatt is not Wyatt's off the board. He was off the board <laughs> in the first round. Yeah, before first the three picks. I think that they either take that trade opportunity right here or call me crazy. Maybe I'm overthinking it, but there's been so many running back visits and conversations taking place. Like I had running back getting selected maybe fourth, fifth round. Um, maybe second round might still be too early, but for some reason there could be a guy that really sweeps them off their feet to, to grab in the second round or it's a trade opportunity in my book. Okay. Yeah. Keyshawn Vaughn was a guy who was what a fourth, fifth projected fourth, fifth round guy. They moved up and grabbed him in the third. So, yeah, if there's so, something that they like and that's attractive to them. They they want to secure it. So, so the only trade option here looks like the Chicago Bears again. I mean, we could, this is the only team interested right now. We could force a trade, but I feel like that's like cheating because they allow you to like force trades now. Yeah. This is the only team that's interested again. We've been moving down eleven spots in the third, and then we would see what they could add to to it. But mm -hmm. probably would be 148 and or, or 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 sorry 148 or 150 as well. Let's go 150 and 186. Let's try to get their their fifth. Oh, oh you want to try to get all of them? Okay. Oh, not all of them, but I mean 150 <laughs> and 86. Like well, let me look at the draft because uh, I've got the draft. Yeah, down. I don't know what the right value here. chart is going to say here, but okay. they're moving up 11 spots from the third round from pretty close to the beginning of the third round to the end of the second. Mm -hmm. oh, and that is 180. Oh, it says this trade will likely be accepted. So let's do wow. it. Let's add the mix. And that's exactly correct on the, um, is on the, on the, scale? Chart too. On yep. the Jimmy Johnson or is it on our, our famous Josh Capo scale? It's on the, it's on the rich Hill scale. Okay. We're offering the trade. It has been accepted. Whoa. Boom. I think it's a good trade. Ready? I think it's great. All right. Let's see what happens with these 11 picks. <laughs> I, there's nobody I'm not worried about, to be honest. I feel good. I feel good. Winfrey comes off the board right in front, but as as I know some people are interested in him, Scott has said on past podcasts the Bucks are, are not super high on Perry and Winfrey, so I, I don't know if I would expect that one to be the pick here. Alec Pierce came off the board too. That's a player that they would potentially have some interest in. This this one he came off the board maybe a little bit earlier than we expected. Alec Pierce. Some people are huge fans of him. We didn't think he showed much in the Senior Bowl, but – Mm -mm. This tape's okay. Like he's solid, I think. Um, I don't know. We already took a safety, so you could take safeties off the board um, here. Um, let's see. Wide receivers, a position they could consider. Let's go tight end. Let's go running back, right? We got to keep that one on the board. Mm -hmm. um, let's go uh, interior offensive line, um, cornerback. And should we put linebacker in the mix here? Is that. I know a lot of mocks that have a linebacker coming in between third and fourth round. But okay, okay. let's let's put it on the board just in right. case. <laughs> I see more of a corner tight end or running back situation right here. I think yeah. we just go for broke and take Matt Areza right here. Punt guy. Well, it's right? interesting that Dylan Parham's still on the board. We're not taking I, a punter this early. I'm not <laughs> I know, I know. But yeah, that's who I'm looking at right now. He's the first thing that really popped out to me. I know Scott likes Martin Emerson as well, but I think after we pick up that fifth round pick there's an opportunity to grab a corner a little bit later as well you know guys like in the fourth round caleb evans maybe for that third round pick we could target a colby bryant um i don't know if Tariq willen or or zion mccullum are still available but those are guys we could we could take a look at as well jalen watson probably yeah i think but i think most of those guys are still available um 
trying to look down the board here. Is Troy Anderson? Zion McCollum's well down here. He is all over the place. Some people think he's going to the second. Some people think he's going day three. It's wow. hard to get a read on Zion McCollum. You know, I like JoJo Dowling too. Yeah, this seems per. It seems early for him. PFF likes him though. I don't know if many people would have him this high. Got him, and I don't know if they take a linebacker this high. Do they? I mean, there. Running back is going to be one of these picks. They've got remember yeah. we've got this pick and then 91, 133, 150, 186 now. So we changed our whole draft cycle. I would like to wait on. I think I'd wait on running back at this point. Running back, and I think tight end we can wait on for at least the next two picks, maybe three picks, and see what's see what's available there. I I, I can't right now. I I can't get past. Um, Dylan what about Barham? Yeah, I was going to say that same thing. Him. He played you know, great against Logan Hall. Um, and he could he could easily step in, I think, potentially win that competition. I know people don't want to hear that. You know, you're taking a third-round guard after you took a guy like Robert Hainsey last year. But I think you, you add him to that mix, and he could easily win that job. And then you just have great depth on the line. Yeah. I'm looking at what's available, and I don't see a compelling case for another player. I mean, I – I'm trying to think here at least. I mean, would they want a running back this high? They've got to pick 20 picks from now. Like, or is it going to be that big of a, of a killer situation? Cole Strange also could be an option here maybe even. Or I just or, don't see a guard just yet. Yeah, I like think. Cole Strange as well. You know, I like both of those guys. I don't know if either one of them will last till 91, but. Yeah. Yeah. Know, that's the thing. I mean, the hard part is how high are people really on this Damian Pierce situation? Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, 71 feels early to me. Like, I wouldn't even – to me, I'm not even worried about a running back for the Bucs as much as other positions because Parham could play this year, whereas, mm -hmm. like, a running back that they draft is going to start as RB4 for this team. Right. And a Josh guard they Pico take would be in – screaming right now. <laughs> what is he saying? McCollum, he wants him. <laughs> Guess what? Dude, McCollum is going to be there, at least in this mock, and I don't think it's unrealistic, so I'm okay with allowing it. He's going to be there, I'm sure, at 91. Um, yeah, let's see what let's see what the tight end situation is. We're excited about that because remember we are thinking here like corner, not quarter. I'm not corner, yeah, okay. Let's see. Let's get into a, into a easy, JC. I am on my second Celsius, but I That's haven't lost my wits sure. yet. Okay, Martin Emerson is available. Scott loves him for the box. Okay. Um, Marcus Jones. I don't know if we see him as a fit. Zion McCollum is available and will be available at the at ninety-one <laughs> probably too. Um, so I'm okay to wait there. Cam Taylor Britt is another guy we said the Bucks have shown interest in him. Top I like visit. He's later again. He probably get him at 91. Um, Multi Buck wants a linebacker, but I think we can wait on that with that addition of the later of the other. I player. want a linebacker and I want tight end. I want a running back. I want. But remember, all those positions we said we like we we got add extra picks so we can address those positions. Right now, if you're looking at the board, it seems like, and you've already traded down once. Okay, now look who's the best trade player down. available for y'all. I don't think the Bucks would do it, but if I was running this mock, I would trade down back again a few spots, maybe get a future pick for the next season and see if Parham or Strange aren't there because I'm really happy with either one of those. I don't think the Bucks would do that. I don't necessarily think we should do that in this scenario. Maybe we can check to see how far back and see what – We what as in you or we as in us as a whole? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got a couple trade down offers, you know, a couple picks, but I don't know if I want to keep doing it just because we'll be here no. forever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not going to lie. Let's draft a player. If, if we're sitting here and we're drafting a player and we're thinking about, okay, if players we like at corner and tight end and running back are probably going to be a little bit further down the board, 
To me, it might be between Emerson, the corner, who it seems like this is his range. He's going to be probably off the board by the next one, or Parham, the guard, that we might be choosing between here. Chat, what do you think? Drop it in Emerson or Parham? I honestly have not seen a ton of – you guys know I've said this many times on here, and the cornerback is probably the last position group I'll get to. I'm writing the cornerback preview, so it'll probably be the next and, and the last position group I get to. So I haven't seen a ton of Martin Emerson. Scott has, and he likes Emerson. Do we feel good about the offensive line? If it were me, I personally would probably take this opportunity to snatch a tight end because we got to start thinking of, of an offense without Gronk. I want to give somebody time to develop, I especially in in terms of blocking. I know that they want a tight end that can catch the ball as well, but you give mm-hmm. them a year to really develop, that can be somebody who helps, you know, with the offensive line on the blocking end, helps be extra hands in the passing lanes. So granted, if like we needed to make a decision, I would go for a quality tight end at this point. Yeah, that, I like the tight ends too, but my only thing with that, Casey, is that I feel like seems like most people want Emerson. Exactly. Yeah, the only I, thing about Emerson, which I will say, guys, is he projects to be a perimeter cornerback. And if, that's good. If, but that's if Jamel Dean pans out, you have Carlton Davis locked up. Now you have a guy who's not going to see the field as much if Jamel Dean pans out and they end up wanting to pay him. I mean, remember, he's been one of the best coverage cornerbacks two years, last two years when healthy. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the only thing hold up I have on him where it looks like they're willing to move on from SMB next year regarding a breakout season. Mm-hmm. And that's where maybe um, Marcus Jones from Houston could come into, into play. Here's what I would say about the tight end situation. The next, given the way this board has fallen, which is what we're operating of Dulcich likely in Calcaterra, We'll probably come off the board at some point. Now in the real draft, Calcaterra is probably not going to be up here. Ruckert and Otten are going to go over him. But the button Woods too. Woods is down here at 141. But the Bucks, let's say like they want to wait. We we got to pick in 20 picks. And I think Emerson and Parham are not going to be there. And one of these tight ends that are comparable enough on my board than than anything else, I think that you would take those guys. So okay. I'm on the Parham train because I think you can get a Caleb Evans or Evan later in the draft. And I, that's Josh says oh, overdraft. Josh if you go done. Emerson, we all want a tight end probably at some point, but maybe at 91, do you think Casey, can we wait it out? We can wait one more round, but that's it. Uh, yeah, I just 20 picks. So it'd even be the same round at 91. I, would we'll just, I will literally there. lose it. If we get a guy who's like six, three, 242 pounds. And then it's like, Hey, let's <laughs> build around right. this guy. No, the chat. I don't know. Yeah, Woods at 141 is comical for sure. He would be my choice at the, at the next pick at 91. Let's see if we can do that when we get there for tight end. Um, let's see. I mean, yeah, I kind of am down with the Emerson, and it seems like the chat has Emerson. Chat has Emerson. I support okay. that notion only because of this. After the injuries that took place this past season and the depletion that we saw in the secondary, I almost feel like you can't go wrong with having the depth. Yeah. So – that actually, um, I'm pretty sure Luke actually addressed the fact of having having you know multiple caliber yeah. guys. So you, you can never go wrong drafting corners. It's so true, yeah. and they already feel like they've loaded up at O line. So yeah, let's right. go Emerson. Let's, let's take do it. it. Emerson's big question mark was athleticism, right? People didn't yeah, know it, and then Light. he tested well. Hit us up so, for the draft. <laughs> yeah, physical, good tackle, you know, all those things, you know. So okay, 91. Parham is still on the oh board. Oh my god, you. That's I don't know if that, no. that could happen. I guess I mean I, I don't know many I don't things know. for the draft. But, Please no. But let's just pretend like that's not happening because I, I don't think that's going to happen. So let's try to keep it realistic. All these <laughs> simulators have a little bit of a flaw somewhere. Like all the tight ends we want are still on the board. Yes. So likely in Calcaterra will not be Bucks in my opinion. Ruckert, 
Otten or Jelani Woods. That might be where we're at at the tight end group right now. We're going to think about this a couple ways. The Bucks have shown <laughs> the most interest in Otten and Woods. We know that through the pre-draft process so far. Rockert is a really good fit, in my opinion. Why isn't there more interest there from the Bucks? I don't understand that one, Casey. I don't know. Like, can can Scott or somebody give us some insight on this? Because after looking between the, the tight end class, I like I said, I mean, he he's coming from Ohio State. You have a solid coachable background, um, good head on his shoulders. I like mm. his build. You know, six five two fifty two to start off in the NFL at that weight and size and have reliable hands and be willing to block. Now that might be the difference. His, a lot of his profiles speak of his willingness to block, which means, you know, he's open to learning and growing in that, in that aspect. Maybe those other tight ends are better, more consistent blockers. Mm -hmm. And that's the only reason they have a small edge over him. But again, his size, you know, how coachable that he would be and willing to block. I feel like he can learn as long as, you know, hand placement, explosiveness coming off the line and whatnot. Um, I still just like him more than the other picks. This is this is fascinating. There's so many ways to look at this. If I'm guessing, the Bucks like seem to like Otten. I like Otten the least out of the three. Josh Capo like likes him the most out of the three. I like Otten. I like Jelani Woods the most out of the three. I've ha I had Otten in my uh, battle plan. I, I'm a big fan of Kate Otten. I do like Jelani Woods too. I don't see it with Kate Otten. What? Tell me, Josh. What or JC? What does Kate <laughs> Otten do? Better than the tight ends, better than Ruckert, and better than than uh, Jelani Woods. I think Jelani Woods is, is – I think he could be the absolute best tight end in this class. I think it's just a little bit more of a project. And with Ruckert, again, it's production, you know, and I, I get it. You've talked – so you're blue in the face about that Ohio State offense with three first-round picks. But, again, we're at a projection situation where I think – I think Kate Otten is a little more safer of a pick. I think he's gonna he's gonna be a good blocker. He's gonna be able to catch the ball. He's not gonna be great at with yak yards after the catch. But I think he's a he's a safe pick for the Bucks at tight end. I don't know. You know, it's it's one of those. You things want Otten, I want Woods. Casey wants Ruckert. The chat seems to want Woods. Am I wrong right. about that? Am I being Can deceived? I get one <laughs> pick today, like one. Chat? Josh still wants Zion McCollum. He said back to back. Are corners. we definitely taking a tight end here? Should we consider other options? I mean, what up? I say I take think, a tight end. I think we should take a tight end too. I'll we, I'll bend if I need. We've to. got about we've got about forty picks to go for the next pick. We need to take yeah. a tight end. Well, here, I think. apparently, apparently, uh, according to Dane Brugler. The beast. Uh, we superly reached over on, uh, Martin Emerson. He's got him as a fifth round pick. I know their opinions four, five, are vast on him. A yes. Yeah, PFF five. has him way higher. Scott likes him a lot. Again, I, I have not studied Martin Emerson at all. So, um, but he tested well, and people that was the big question for a lot of people. So I wonder how that will change things as a bigger physical corner, and with the Buck scheme, uh, yeah. I don't necessarily think you need like to be all around star quarter, but yeah, we could have overdrafted him for sure. Again, I, I haven't studied him, so I can't really claim much knowledge on that one, but the rest of these guys, I feel like I have a pretty decent grasp on the non corners. There's a couple different situations here that are interesting to me. I really like Dylan Parham, but obviously we're going to say, okay, I don't think he's here. Sean Ryan from UCLA today, Dane Brugler had him as the box late third round pick with oh, wow. this selection. I love that idea as well. I, I like Sean Ryan. I think he's a good player. And again, a tackle guard, tackle moving inside the guard. He's been a left tackle. That's what the Bucks do. Tackles go inside the guard. 
those are names on my radar here that I, I like. If we didn't go offensive line yet, that could be good options. But, heck, like we're going tight end here. We got to decide between Ruckert, Otten, and Woods what we're doing here. All right, chat. I, I, mean, it's up to you. I think it's up to the I think it's up to the chat, right? I mean do we agree that the chat has it woods? Yeah, I, I guess we I, have to give it to the chat. I think so. Josh Capo's like the only one that wants Otten. <laughs> I think he likes his four eight tight ends. That's, that's the that's the fun part about this is that you know we, we talk about it and then majority rules, you know. Yeah, that, you gotta make a decision. So these are just these are just mocks, they're just simulations. That's all they are. All right, uh, narrowing it down to 133. Some players coming off the boards here. Remember, Jelani Woods, okay. too, was in the first ever Peter Report mock draft. Scott's been on him since very early on in the process. So, and, and he blew up at the, at the um, not the Senior Bowl, it was the East-West Shrine game, and uh, had an amazing combine as well. Yeah. And people okay. were raving about East East West Shrine looking stronger than Senior Bowl for a minute. So were. there are people that um, I probably should have given a lot more attention to in terms of that game and and whatnot. But you're right, JC. I mean, six seven, two fifty two, ran the forty and four six. He's got a massive, massive hands at ten inches, thirty four oh, and a half eighty one and an eighth inch wingspan. Oh, are you talking about Woods? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Woods, the amount of contested catch, he caught 61% of his contested catches this past season. He was balling this past year. I mean, this was the first year he got to play as a as a real receiving option, and he did some really, really good stuff. Huge shout-out for Mile High Idol. We appreciate the $5 Super Chat. Uh, Mile High Idol has been huge in helping Peter Report get this podcast, the video cast, and all the elements to where it needs to be. So, uh, we greatly appreciate them. They are awesome covering the Broncos and doing a terrific job. So thank you all um, uh, for that. That's really appreciated. Somebody says, what is the site still using EA NFL coach 2007? I don't even, I mean, I know what they're saying here, but that is just such like the site is pretty state of the art and uh, draft simulators are pretty modern. That's a very strange comment to me. That's very funny. Um, all right, I want to see what's on the board for DTs here. Right, I know, I know we got Josh Quapo screaming for Kyron Williams right here, but yeah, that's I'm sorry, that's just not going to happen. They like, <laughs> brought in all literally every running back under the sun except for Kyron Williams. Like, he doesn't fit the size. He's like the only dude that I just don't think they. I wouldn't even have him on the list of guys I consider. I just don't think they'll go with him. But yeah. all right, let's look at what's on the board. I've selected. I've kept out quarterback and tight end here now. Uh, offensive tackle, corner, and safety. Doesn't feel like we'll go to any of those positions, at least at this mm -hmm. point in the draft. 133. Remember, we picked 17 spots from now again. Uh, here's some of the top options that are on the board at some of the positions we would consider at this point in time. Um, feels like this is really high for Noah Ellis. Uh, I don't know. Um, running backs, probably. This is a Rashad White is a player they've shown some interest in. He's available here. We could probably narrow this down too if we wanted to clear it and look at what do you want to look at? Defensive tackles and running backs? Yeah, running like backs. Matthew Butler is already off the board, which is unfortunate. Wow, that's surprising to me. Uh, Pierre Strong, they've had Zoom interview with. Yeah. Rashad White has been of interest, obviously, came in for a top 30 visit. Son Haskins had a top 30 visit with the team. Now we're, we're going too far down now. I like Abram Smith, actually, to be honest, but there's not – trying to think if there's been much interest shown in the rest of those guys. I don't think so. Um, so – I don't know. Running back starting to thin out a little bit. Is this where Rashad White happens? I I would not mind it. And if if I so, hate it. 
it's looking like a lot like uh, Scott's first mock with Jelani Woods and, and Rashad White in it. So how do you even remember that? I know. <laughs> We've done <laughs> so many mocks. Right, though. I have no clue whether You're that's accurate. I'm sure I, I would like to maybe look at um, D-line. Do you want to see D-tackles? D-tackles right. and maybe interior let's, offensive line, too. Okay, that's let's go. Thought. Let's go D-line and edge at the same time. Let's look at the defensive line options. Well, I think Yoma Uzariki from Ohio Iowa State is a guy that you mentioned that has not been Scott. Scott likes him, yeah. Um, I feel about him. Um, Yeah, it's getting pretty thin on D-line, fellas. Like, ah, there's nobody here I'd found the table for, to be honest with you. There's nobody there I'd really. Shad White. Yeah. You know, Thayer Munford, I thought I saw was available and he kind of caught my eye a little bit, but I don't, maybe I would take him with the, the next fourth or fifth round pick. Also, it's really funny that you was is listed as an edge on here. And I've seen other places have him as an edge and he is a defense, a nose tackle who is 316 pounds. And I, I barely saw him play on the edge. So it's just really funny. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't see it outside of, I what don't about see much here. Let's look. Let's look at wide out. What's the chat saying? Um, Noah Ellis is someone that's people are saying Josh Capo is ugh, no white. It's looking like we got some some good whites going on here. Rashad, Rashad White, white guns, yeah. Jackson is Demarco Demarco Jackson is attacking beast. Uh, Isaiah Spiller is not there. Jerome Ford. I wish Isaiah Spiller were here. This is where Dane had them taking Isaiah I Spiller. I and I that could be a possible. I mean, he ran four six. I, I have no idea with running backs. It's but man, that would be he's got him listed as a third, so fourth round pick. That. But I mean, yeah, that would yeah. be 133, too. Like that, yeah. Wow there. That would if the Bucks waited it out and got him at 133, assuming that they're gonna draft a running back and I and I'll I'll just have to live with it and accept it. Who's the top wide receiver on the board? It's, I like Isaiah um, Weston in the seventh. Danny Gray could be a Bucks fit. Josh Johnson is the top wide receiver on the board right now. Taquan Thornton, maybe. Maybe we could look at Taquan Thornton at our next pick, or if he's there. Maybe. I mean, this is just got the speed and the height, and he's light. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he does have the speed. Do they want another flyer wide? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. They don't really have one right now. I mean, Scotty Miller is probably off. Rashad Perriman. Is he a flyer, really? He lost Kay Huddy. Yeah, um, she had to go. <laughs> she okay. was like, I'm done with this. You guys are talking about white. You didn't take Ruckert. I'm out. <laughs> oh, she said, she texted. She said, the sound yeah, is going to pick up at the facility there. Okay. So, um, yeah. Uh, let's see. White. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, I think the most likely pick, if we're being realistic, is Rashad White here. So let's pull the trigger there and let's keep it rolling. We're down to 150 here. So 150 is coming up. I'm, I'm trying to look at some defensive players now. I think I'm right. trying to look at some linebackers. Um, at this point, we might be running a steam on the offensive side of things. Maybe we can pull up interior O line. I have not watched Lacetus. Is that how you say it? Lacetus? Yeah, Lacetus Smith. I haven't watched Lacetus Smith mm-hmm. yet. Um, so I don't have a take on him. Justin Schaefer's a big mauler. Lindstrom's not a fit for the box. Um, I don't really like any of those guys there. Yeah, I know somebody who has Bill Dunkel top five on their board. And it's not <laughs> a family member. Somebody that works. It for a for a, a major college program. Let's As see Bill what Bill Dunkel top five on their board. I about passed that when I saw it. They think he's a baller. I haven't watched Bill Dunkel at all. But Bill Dunkel, that's your name. I mean, you got to be so good to overcome that name and become a hit as a pick. 
Uh, Dane's got Lasitas as a fourth round pick. Overall, Smith's lack of length impedes his, his sustained skills, but he has a lower body flexibility and fierce hands to frustrate defensive linemen. He might not be a fit for every scheme, but has starting guard potential in a power zone scheme. So that's that's the four and one on Lasitas Smith. Lasitas Smith, okay, interesting. You say a power scheme or zone? Sorry, I wasn't. Uh, power zone. Okay, yeah, Bucks do a little bit of both, but. Um, seems like, seems yeah. like a fit. Um, Josh Johnson, unlike TJ, he gets separation in the slot, uh, wide receiver. Jason Poe at fullback. There's some some different shout outs here. Yes, Josh Capo, we do hate you. I'm sorry about that. Um, <laughs> all right, let's see here. Punt God is, is coming up already. Here Too early for Punt God. Did he get drafted? Let's see. Specialist, he's still on the board. 183. If he makes it to 186, we'll take him in we the will. simulation. Let's just say we'll take him there. Okay. I want to uh, see linebacker though, right here. Okay. You want to see linebacker? Let's see linebacker. Because we're not taking a defensive tackle. Okay. That's, that's it. Jack Sanborn. Oh, let's get some oh. of these. Let's get these specialists out of here. Um, oh, God. No. No linebackers now. Oh, wait. Wait. Was there more people? Yeah. There's more people here. Sorry. Okay. Um, I thought we were Jack here. Sanborn, Nafai yeah. Sewell, Jeremiah Moon, Nate Landman. These are not many of these players have I studied or do I think very highly of one or the other. Uh, I will tell you who I have at linebacker. JoJo, Sanborn. Darian Beavers, Terrell Bernard, Jeremiah Genmel, but not until later. Later. Yeah. This yeah. feels uh, like we got to not reach. Yeah. At linebacker. Um, the thing about Sanborn, you know, when I when I did my, my research – um, when I was looking at linebackers, I thought would fit the Buck system. I stayed away from the big, heavy, you know, run run stuffers, and I was mostly looking for coverage because you got yeah. that AJ Britt. You need someone right. who's gonna be a coverage. So the guys that I right. really focused on were coverage guys, and that mm -hmm. wasn't Sanborn. I know people want Noels, but there's just no point. The Bucks don't need a 346 pounder. You can find them in every class. These run pluggers that give you 15 snaps a game. You have Vita Vea. You just Eric you Johnson have Rakeem Rochas. What's that? Eric Johnson. He must have went off the board. Yeah, I don't see him here. From so, Missouri? Yeah, he must have went off the board. I mean, uh, Edge, I mean, Zachary oh, is he Carter. Under What's that? Is No, he's a D lineman. Is Zachary Carter say. still there? Yeah, Zach Carter. Well, maybe not. I don't see him either. So he go off the board? Wait, we're, um, we're picking straws right now. Yeah. <laughs> It gets gets tricky as you go to not everybody's gonna be a star. I would take Ioma right here. Then I guess I mean he. I think he's the best bit left. Scott's gonna love this mock. Unless I mean, who's there for what? I mean, maybe I don't Ty totally Ty disagree with you on Ioma here. Um, or in maybe we've taken a running back. Oh, by the way, people want to know the picks we've taken so far. Do we? Is there a way to show that? Maybe there isn't. Um. Yeah, I don't think so. Maybe if you click on the Buccaneers logo. Mm. No, I thought maybe there'd be a way to show the draft so far, but so far, no. We'll show it at the end here. We'll show it at the end. So just stick with us. Stick with us if you haven't seen it. Okay, let's. Was a Ricky, I think. Unless, I mean, we're looking at wide receiver then. I mean, so Lasita Smith, maybe. Lasita Smith seems like per Dane, that could be a good pick here. I have not watched him a ton yet. Or was Rike? Are those the two guys we're trying to choose between? Well, is Thornton or Dubes there? Who's that? Romeo Dubes from Nevada. Or Romeo Dubs is Romeo Dubs is here. Yeah. 
Um, I think that's one we could this look at. Feels yeah. or it seems like Romeo Dubs is trending down per all the it boards does. I've been watching lately. Just no, give us another defensive enough. player. Give us an edge guy. You know, okay. I, BFF has him off the board. So okay, I, I, so yeah. are we gonna go Wizarike here? Yeah, I would take him. Take the edge rusher here. Wait, the edge? You want an edge rusher? Or you? Want I mean, the, well, the edge. Exactly? Well, I mean, he's got some fl- flexibility. You know, he's more of a defensive yeah. lineman, but he's three hundred sixteen pounds. He has no flexibility. He's a nose tackle. <laughs> He has no flexibility. I have no idea where this edge designation has come from for him. It's absurd. Um, do you want to de-tackle? Do you want to? I mean, he is kind of a. What do you guys think? I don't know. This is a tough one for me because I don't, I don't love him. But this range of the board, you know, he's probably the best of what's left here. The fifth round. What's the chat saying? They're saying. You know, Jesse Lucada, I don't know Edge, where he's going to go, but that guy is a dog. He's going to go later. saying Lucidas, Big Shaq saying Uzurike, Arvinder saying Williams, Josh. It seems like Lucidas is the best value here. I mean, we could potentially get uh, – Uzurike is probably going to be off the board, but B-line. it's just tough at defensive tackle because you feel like they need one, but nobody here is going to actually play like a big role this year or, or even probably ever. <laughs> have a defensive tackle. This is not a good class. Says Smith is fun, moves well. I mean, we could we could address the guard right now, but then I'm cool. With, I, let's give Josh one. Let's go with Lucidas and let's give Josh one. That that's the thing. Like, I don't think he competes with the other guys, and now he's just kind of sitting there. It's taking yeah. spots away from Sedarius Hutchinson. At least maybe with with Uzurike, you don't have to re-sign uh, C. McClendon, right? And you have a, a big body DT there. I don't know. Whatever, whatever you want to do. Mm, what does the chat say? Who do you want? They want a returner or the punt god. <laughs> Let's wait for the punt god. Or should <laughs> you know? Let's flip. A, I'll, I'll get the Google, the good old Google coin flip. And well, I think we should Google. give Josh Aklesies. You want to give should Josh? Give Josh a I like to see him squirm a little bit, but I mean, whatever you want. Okay. Well, you want to go with Weezerike then? I'm doing a coin flip right here. All right, heads. Okay. Heads is um, Lasitas. Tails is Uzurike. Ready? Flipping. And it is heads. Heads it is. So what did you say? Heads is Lasitas? I think so, yeah. yeah. Just give okay, him a here we go. All right. Lasitas it is. Another guard. I think he could, he could have potential. Sounds like Dane likes him, so we'll see. Um, moving on down the board to 186. Will we get a punter? Oh, it's going to be close. Is there a punter available? Well, we know Stonehouse will be here. Arasia's there. We're Arasia? taking him, right? No debate. Let's take him. Yeah, no we're running debate. late anyways. Not Arasia. No debate. He's off okay, the board. So 248. Need... So here we are to the bottom of the draft now. Okay. Let's start looking at um, some of my undrafted best bets that I made here. Okay. You look at that. But right now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give a special shout out to our friends that'll teach you all you need to know about where to invest your money at Immuni Financial. At Immuni Financial, we help you live in the now. Congratulations, we're so happy Thank you. you, thank you. And even though the now may feel very different, you still need to plan for the future. How's retirement treating you? Oh, just fantastic. I know I say it all the time, but you really gotta come up to Colorado. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. We can help you develop that plan to keep you on track so you can still prepare for tomorrow, today. Amuni Financial. Plan ahead, stay ahead. Josh, JC, we got to get up to Colorado. 
We got. We should have took Ryan Stackhouse, Colorado State punter. He would have helped us get there. That's right. We took the wrong punter. I'm sorry, <laughs> my angel. We took the wrong punter. But guess what, folks? It's okay, because managing your family's wealth means more to Immuni Financial than simply allocating your assets. It means legacy planning, brokerage and advisory services, retirement accounts, college savings accounts, and insurance services. With 40 years of experience, let Immuni Financial help you plan ahead and stay ahead. Call Immuni Financial at 800-868-6864 or visit Immuni.com. RJC. I'm looking all defense here. We've we've gotten to the point we've got this punter, and not only did we get the punter Erasia, we got him at a point where I feel like comfortable to like I actually think he could be there at that pick. Obviously, and we saved two point nine right million now. against the cap. Yeah, you saved some cap space exactly. And that's so. that's that's Gronk back right there with a void Yeah, get Sue um, back on the board now. So there's there's one wide receiver that I look at if he was available who I think would be a great Bucks fit. That's Isaiah Weston out of Iowa State. Is he available? He is probably available. Does PFF even have him? I mean, he is undraftable according to Dane. So it's possible PFF doesn't have him in here. And we are in the last couple picks of the draft, so I'm fine with taking undraftable players here. (laughs) We still have not selected a defensive tackle, correct? So we may just want to I like Jordan Jackson out of Air Force. All right, let's take him. I don't know anything about him. I don't jack about this dude. Let me let me tell you what what uh, our good friend Dane Brugler wrote. He's five ten. Is this real? No, no. PFF, <laughs> come on. He's six four two ninety four. He ran a six, four nine five. Four. That's a huge six, mistake, PFF. Six four two ninety four. He ran a uh, four nine forty. Put up uh, eighteen on the bench press. So he needs to get stronger. Yeah, testing was great. Overall, Jackson lacks direction once engaged, but he is a projectable frame with functional length and initial quickness compete for a rotational three-tech role. Let's take him. Jordan Jackson from Air Force coming to Tampa Bay. And with the penultimate pick in the draft, the Bucs are going to select Hmm. Max Borgie, another running back? I don't think they need another running back, though. quarterback? Kansas State quarterback. This would make Scott. <laughs> this would make Scott way this too happy. So happy. Okay, so I'm looking at here. I honestly know get... people. Mark Schofield believes Skylar Thompson is like the quarterback steal of this draft because he's probably going to be undrafted. Mark <laughs> thinks he should be drafted like mid rounds. Like that's priority. how good he thinks. I know a couple of evaluators who think that. Just got okay, so in college. My top guys here. Uh, if we want to look at offensive tackle, I would look at Devin Cochran out of Georgia State. Uh, if we want to look at edge, I like the Sean Dixon out of Norfolk State and Jeremiah Moon. But Moon's probably already off the board. Have we taken uh, a wide out yet? I don't think we have, right? No. I only really have Isaiah Weston. That are, oh, that Weston's are, here. Weston's there. Let me Dane? tell you what, what Dane said about Weston. Here. He's a big Doesn't guy. He, he, big guy. Slow guy? Big, big guy. Let 343 on the PFF board. Yikes. They don't like him at all. Yeah, but they also had Martin Emerson. Yeah, right. Too, so. Okay, yeah. Isaiah Weston, 6'3", six, uh, six, 214 pounds, redshirt senior at Iowa State, ran a 4'4", 240. Northern Iowa. 20, right. 20 bench press numbers on there. His three-cone was 7'2", 7, the short sh- shuttle was 4'4", four, four. Uh, his vertical was 40, his broad jump was 11'3". Dane writes about him, overall, Weston has a narrow skill set that will limit his role on an NFL roster, but has outstanding triangle numbers, height, weight, speed to be a potential field stretcher 
and to watch you run the 40 five and on an nfl team four four two forty all right he's been drafted isaiah weston northern iowa you're coming to the box here's the draft see what kind of grade we got i love that trade back that 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 trade back was huge i think that second That's round right. trade back is what the bucks should be looking at get more picks in the middle of the draft. Right. And that's what, and I'm working on a story and that's exactly what um, Jason Lance. <laughs> and you kept your fifth year option, right? So, okay. Yeah, so PFF gave us a B minus. That's pretty good for PFF. They basically only care if you draft quarterbacks and we didn't draft any and we still got a B minus. So, all right. We got an F for Jelani F Woods. F for Erasia. Are you kidding me? F for F Jelani for Woods because they hate on Jelani Woods. They have Jelani Woods at 141. It's not going to happen, man. Look at that. Quapo got the best grade in here. He must be loving Look himself. Right wow. Jordan Jackson B plus. I told you I'm, I'm high. Yeah. On, I'm high on him as an undrafted All guy. Right. They want this is a good class. Himself. So, I mean, this is a great group. The bunch pulled this off because who cares about the running back? Like as long as I mean, he can catch and like this year, you won't need him to do anything else this year. And you waited to get him to. That's the most important part. Waited. I think you got a really good developmental tight end who can still play early on in Jelani Woods. Right. I and mean, he's played for four years. He's played plenty of football. Martin Emerson at corner, you know, I don't know a lot about him, but obviously you've heard what Scott has had to say about him. Lewis Seen at safety. I mean, that's a potential starter, contributor there. Smith to compete at guard at very least provides good depth and good fit. Erasia, you obviously save money, and plus you get a great punter. Right. You know, I don't the know thing, anything about Jackson or Weston, but. The thing about this draft, really, that I'm looking at it, and it seems like, and I know <laughs> – Come injuries, come this next upcoming season. If there's any injuries and these guys aren't ready to go, it's gonna be like, oh, we drafted all these guys for next year. We drafted a corner because the corners are on one year deals, the safeties on one year deals. Gronk, we drafted a running back because Geo's on a one year deal. And I, I can see that, you know, kind of being a narrative about this draft. But I think you got good quality players at every pick. I, I'm not huge on the Emerson. I, I not huge on Emerson. I. I would have yeah, trade back at 27 that yeah. I think you could have got brisker or could have got Jones at, at 40 from Chicago. What to me, brisker is not, I have yeah. seen a tier different than brisker. That's how I feel. So that's my, my opinion on it would be that it, you wouldn't be like getting the same caliber player. We're like McBride Ruckert. I think they're close enough in terms of being in the same tier that I would say like, Hey, just draft record at the end of round three instead of McBride at the end of round two. Although I get it. If you want to go with McBride, he certainly, he's not going to be bad. I don't think so. Anyway, that's just an example. I just think Martin Emerson, the only thing of downfall with Martin Emerson is I, I don't think you've got enough speed at your corner position between him and, and Carlton Davis. If, if oh, Dean, and Dean leaves, that's my biggest gripe. About true. This is interesting. If this is true and not to doubt you low Bella, we just don't know when people put these comments in here. My wife is Jordan Jackson's instructor at the air force Academy. That's pretty cool. Like hopefully He's a good dude. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully that's a good pick. Let him know we, we draft him to the box. So there you go. Um, yeah. PFF does do rankings a lot differently. So we always keep that in mind. And that's, that's part of the mocking, you know, that's part of what we do. So Not good stuff. It's, it's a fun mock. We, we went a little bit long for it, but it's a fun mock. I think it's a good exercise and we're going to do it again, by the way, before the draft, it's a lot of fun. We'll and, draft network next time too, because they'll call yeah. you with offers. Yeah, yeah. So we can do a couple different ways and we'll use a couple different simulators and see what happens. But this is good stuff and we appreciate everybody's interaction jumping in here. Obviously, great week of shows on the pod. Like the pod if you can. Before you leave, give us a thumbs up. Helps boost our YouTube algorithm. We reach more people. Obviously, make sure you're subscribed to the Pew Report podcast. We're going to be live all three days of the draft. You're going to start seeing graphics and promotion for that and the links going out for that. 
We're very excited about that whole team down at Advent Health Training Center for the whole draft. It's going to be a blast. We're going to have lots of great coverage and opinions and analysis from the whole team on everything that the Bucs do. going to be even better than last year's draft So uh, draft coverage. So we're excited about it. Appreciate everybody jumping in here. Thanks, everybody, so much for listening. We'll catch you again next time and next week on another edition of the Peter Report Podcast. Out. Out.